Welcome to the Daily Devotion with Pastor Terry Reynolds. What a great day to be together as we're in Psalm 119. Today we're in verse 175. Oh my goodness, we're down to the last two verses of Psalm 119. What an exciting verse this is. Let's read it together if you have turned in your Bible. Uh, it's verse 175. We read, Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee, and let thy judgments help me. We have three little sections here we should look at in this verse. First of all, he cries out, let my soul live. I think it's so important for us to, to realize that we need help from God in order for us to live. In Psalm 9, verse 13, we hear the psalmist cry out, have mercy upon me, O Lord. Consider my trouble, which I suffer of them that hate me that thou may liftest me up from the gates of death, that I might show forth thy praise into the gates of the daughter of Zion. I will rejoice in thy salvation. So this is a prayer, verse 175, let my soul live. As he's crying out to the Lord, and he realizes that the real life comes from God. That's where we can truly find any type of hope or any type of you know understanding. It really does come from the Lord. And also in chapter thirty, verse nine, he says, "What is it? What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Shall the dust praise thee? Shall it declare thy truth?" See, we have an opportunity now while we're alive to make our confession of the Lord. And we have an opportunity to experience life. But it really does come down to our choice to follow the Lord and to to live for him. Have you made that commitment to follow the Lord? Because once your life is done, that's it. There is no second chances. It's now, if we live for God, then we'll experience not only his salvation in the future, but we'll experience his help this day. But we have that choice that we need to follow the Lord. I remember David, King David, in Psalm 51, as he was feeling the guilt of his adulterous affair with Bathsheba that led him to put in Bathsheba's husband Uriah to death. And he's crying out for help because his soul was hurting. See, sin separates us from God. Sin has its consequences, it has its price that leads us to death where we're not experiencing life. The psalmist cries out to us, he says, let my soul live. David cried out in verse 14 of chapter 51, he says, deliver me from blood guiltiness, that heaviness and the guilt of sin. You know what it's like? Well, we all know when we rebel against God. I think that's one of the most terrible things that we could experience is separation from fellowship with the Lord. See that, but that's what separates us is sin. He cries out, O God, thou God of my salvation, and my tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. O Lord, open thou my mouth, and my mouth shall show forth praise. So the second phase that we see is as God forgives our sins. As the book of Malachi simply says, if we return unto the Lord, he will return unto us. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. But we need to come to the Lord with a clean heart. 
We have to come truly ready to repent, to turn from our foolish ways, to turn from our sinful ways, and turn to the Lord and say, Lord, I need you. I need forgiveness. Lord, my soul, deep down within, realizes what I've been doing is wrong, and it's empty right now. Lord, let my soul live. And then it says, once it does live, notice what it says. He says, and it shall praise thee. It shall praise thee. It's like a ton of bricks just been lifted off your shoulder. You feel lighter than air. The realizing the the heaviness, the pain, and that separation that sin brings is gone. Now that separation has been restored. And you're walking in fellowship with God the way he always has intended for us to live. The greatest life that anybody can experience is walking with the Lord. (laughs) I live in Southern California, and we've been uh, absent of an NFL football team. And this past week, our Los Angeles Rams played in the Coliseum, and they won. And I was listening to the comments on the news radio as I was driving around this today, and I was hearing the, the people leaving the Coliseum, they, they were saying, this is the greatest thing that ever happened on earth. Well, <laughs> let's see if they'll still be singing those tunes if the Rams have a losing season. See, the things of this world are fleeting. They don't satisfy. They don't give us the hope that we need. But God's mercy, God touching a soul that's been in bondage by sin, that's been in shackles and now have been set free, it causes us to truly to sing forth praise, true praise unto the Lord. Then thirdly, he says, and let thy judgments help me. That's interesting. God's judgment. Sometimes as we rebel against the Lord, we run, you know, we run into, into troubles, don't we? We face the severity of the consequences of our sins. But as we trust God's word, no matter what we might be facing, remember what Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. He says, And we know that all things, everything, work together for good to them that love God and to them who are called according to his purpose. Some of the problems we face are problems we bring unto ourselves because our rebellion against God. Some of the problems we face just happen. They just happen. But we know no matter what our future holds, we know that God's in control and that everything's going to work good for those who love God. So that's the prerequisites. Did you hear what Paul said? To them that love God. Do you love God? Do you know him? He loves you. And he wants you to turn your life over to him and and for you to surrender to him as your Lord and your Savior. I pray that you do. Paul here, as we conclude the day, he says in 2 Corinthians 4, 17, he says, for our light affliction, otherwise the problems that we are going through, that we might be facing, but which is but a moment, speaking of the span of life, Worketh for us a far exceedingly, more exceedingly eternal weight of glory. Otherwise, Paul is saying, 
Can it be compared for the things that God has for us? I don't think so. Because God has things that goes beyond our understanding. The psalmist said, at thy right hand, at God's right hand are pleasures forevermore. Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. So let us pray also, Lord, let our souls live. Let our souls live for you this day. Let us love you with all of our soul, all of our might, all of our heart, and everything that's in us to love you. And Lord, let us praise thee. Allow your judgments, allow your work within our lives to help us, to draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So until next time, this is Pastor Terry. May God richly bless you. Thank you for taking part in today's program. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Again, that's terryreynolds at agapechapeloc.org. Or you can write us at Agape Chapel, P.O. Box 4023, Huntington Beach, California, 92647. May God richly bless you.